0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Has been designed. No no no. I don't think you heard me. I said the earth has been designed. Now let's read the (laughs) scripture. Now let's read the scriptures. The Bible says the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. So really it's not your duty to start praying. No. We're believing for a breakthrough on Jupiter and on like those are for the Lord. Okay, But it says, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. And one of the biggest opportunities that God has given us to manifest our dominion is when you pray. Because to dominate the earth man has always meant to be both spiritual and physical at the same time. That's something that Do you know that it's a principle that actually even the demons know? Do you know? Can I show you something from the scriptures? Okay, let's go. Day and night. For those who are new with City of the Lord Church, um, Matthew Matthew 8, verse 29. Now, do you know that scripturally... The term sons of God usually referred to people who are, or should I say beings who are of the heavenly kind. That's why even angels were called sons of God. You know that. Genesis 6 verse 1, what does it say? It says the sons of God looked upon the daughters of men. Who is it referring to? Angelic beings. Look at verse 2. The sons of God saw the daughters of men. Who was it referring to? Angelic beings. So you'll notice that scriptural language was that when somebody was called a son of God, it meant this one was of the divine. And it's interesting that when you see the genealogies of Jesus, when it reached Adam, it says, Adam, the son of God. Then what was Adam? What could Adam do? Now, I was about to show you something interesting. God designed the earth in such a way that it's human beings who are supposed to have dominion over it, not spirits. That's why, look at Matthew 8. I want you to see from verse 27. Himwe. Matthew 8, I want you to see this. So it says, so the men mothled, saying, who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Continue. When he had come to the other side of the country, of the Gergesens, there met him two demon-possessed men. Why didn't he meet two demons on the road? Because even for the demon to manifest, the demon needed a man. For demons to express their nature on earth, they actually need men. That's why the biggest battle that's there is the battle for the hearts of men. You never hear someone was walking, then two demons quempa him and started beating him up. What will the demons do? They'll possess men. That's why don't, you should know demons actually want you. Don't give yourself to him, they actually do want you. They want to have a feast with you. Now go, look at it, it says, uh, let's, let's go back. Two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. Uh huh. And suddenly, that's why, have you ever observed, let's say when we're cast down to a demon, somebody can be small, but then the strength that they're manifesting is a lot of strength. You know why? It's the demon manifesting, and it's manifesting through a vessel, because to manifest it needs a man. Have you noticed the anger that sometimes they have towards us? I remember that time, I'm just humbly laying hands. Be healed, be healed. <laughs> I just, can't. You n- And then I put hands on this person, I just did, be healed. And what did the person do? No. They threw, a- threw away my hand. They threw away my hand. I said, I said, that can't be them, because them actually wanted to be healed, and they came all the way here. So there's a demon now manifesting through the human being. And that's why be careful that you're not doing a devil's bidding. Be very careful, especially with emotions like anger. Have you ever watched that cartoon, uh, Miraculous? there's a person who he's got his own anger and then when a person has emotional issues he sends out a demon and the person thinks they're fighting out of themselves but really they're fighting for that person be very careful (laughs) now notice what they told jesus and suddenly they cried out saying what have we to do with you jesus you son of god have you come here to torment us before the time they were not worshipping him. They were trying to disqualify him. They were saying, what are you doing here? Like, what's your... Notice this. They see him, and they're like, what, what have we to do with you? You are a son of God. What are you doing here? This is not yet the time. So they were trying to disqualify him by referring to his heavenly nature. What did he do? 30. Now, a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. Uh-huh. So the demons begged him, if you cast us out, <laughs> permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And then we are go- about to see good news, and he said to them, go. And when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and here's the good news. And suddenly, the whole herd of swine ran violently into the steep place of the sea and perished in the water. The good news is that all those pigs died. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here is the interesting thing. They were trying to disqualify him. And that's why you notice there are certain times where he would refer to himself as son of man, son of man, son of man. Why? Because to function on earth, he needed to be a man. Praise God. And that's why you notice that one of the key aspects of his functioning in the flesh is that he had to pray. Because when you're a man... You have to pray. Let me show you that. Hebrews chapter number 5, and look at verse 7. We'll NKJV, then we'll amplify it. Talking about Jesus, it says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears, to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Look at it from the Amplified. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted but needed, and supplications with strong crying. Some of you are graced in that. And tears to him who was always able to save him out of death. So, Jesus in the days of his flesh had to pray. Praise God. And... Don't you find it interesting that when the disciples wanted to learn how to function like gods on earth, the question they asked Jesus is, teach us how to pray. A few reasons why we pray. Number one, with this same scripture, prayer is the ultimate sign of humility. Prayer is humility. Let me give you an example. Um, by the grace of God, I try my best to pray before any service that I preach at. Now, I've got a catalog of sermons and um, by God's grace, I think I know quite a lot. But even just today, I was praying, Thank God, what do you want me to say? What do your people need to learn? So it's not like we just get this catalog of sermon and we start, pick it, pick it up, pick it, drop it. I hope you know those are the real lyrics. (laughs) Not the one you're singing in your head. It's pick it, pick it up. I mean, what is nangasanga na? Okay, let's continue. (laughs) Now, reason being, like I'll I'll use myself as an example here. If I'm praying before a service, then ideally what I'm saying is it's not my experience or my knowledge or my charisma or my public speaking that I'm depending on. I'm depending on your grace. So prayer is actually an act of humility when you pray, that's why it says he offered prayers to him who was able to save him from death. Imagine, this is God on earth and yet he prays to him who could save him from death. So prayer is a sign of humility. It shows that you're dependent on God. It shows that God is your source. That's why in teaching how to pray, the first thing it tells you to say is our Father, because Father means source. Father means source. And the good thing is that your father acts in heaven. Meaning you have access to a heavenly source and heavenly resources. I usually give this example. If you're in boarding school in Luapula, I don't know what boarding schools are in Luapula. What boarding schools are in Luapula? Kawamba boys. Eesh. And you wear to my small gray shorts and then you've run out of finances, and your parents are in Lusaka. You pick up the phone, and you call your father, which art in Lusaka. And when you call your father, which art in Lusaka, and you hallow his name, you know you are my father. There's no one else I can run to but you. Big man. So what are you doing? You are doing hallowed be your name. And then what are you doing? You want his will you know, as my father, you always want to see me eating well. You don't want to see me malnourished. So you want his will to be done in Kawambwa as it is in Nosaka, Because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> you find this will is then made manifest through digital means like air, or money, or spend, or whatever it is. And for us, that's what we call the anointing. <laughs> Transfers the technology from heaven and brings it here on earth. So when you're calling upon your father with art in heaven. Yay. Praise God. Hallelujah. On Sunday I was praying for one of our daughters here. who had something terrible that had happened to their body. And I got a message today. Uh, at the hospital they've told them to come off their meds because God has, they're like, how how is your body healing itself? And they've they've realized that the meds are disturbing them. So the the hospital, they've told them to come off. What has happened there? There's been a transfer of the will of God in heaven. And what's the will of God in heaven? It says, no one shall say I am sick. And then it has manifested in the physical. And prayer is a perfect conduit of that. It's a perfect one. So let's continue. So it's humility. The second thing which I wanted to mention here, prayer is an opportunity for you to participate in the divine nature. I'll say that again as you give me 2 Peter chapter number one, in verse two. Prayer is an opportunity for you and for you and for you and for you. And for you, 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 you. If I didn't point at you, say, "And and for me, some of you I pointed at you, but you still say that it's an opportunity for you to participate in the divine nature. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Look at this, it says, As his divine power has given unto us has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Let's continue. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, James chapter 1, now we all know that God's will, for example, is for people to be in health, right? That shows you that sickness is not his will. Because Jesus was the will of God in the flesh. And there is no person that he ever went to and said, be sick. (laughs) Jesus manifested on earth as the will of God in the flesh. And every time he encountered sickness, it was, be healed. Praise God. Now there's somebody here who's, who's receiving, as these words are coming, faith is being stirred up for you to be made whole. Faith is being stirred up for your body to be whole, for your mind to be whole, for your soul to be whole. Praise God. Now, notice this. In James chapter number 5 and verse 14 we see a particular challenge here. It says, is anyone among you sick? Is anyone among you sick? Now, that in itself shows that this being sick is not the will of God. That's why there's a question. Is there anyone among you who is sick? It's similar to um, 1 John is it chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, Dear brethren, I write to you that you may not sin, but if anyone sins, meaning it's, it's, it's not something that is needed. It's not something that is wanted. It's not something that's God's will. Let's go back, verse 14. It says, is anyone among you sick? Already, we know from the scriptures that that isn't God's will for that person to be sick. Then, the person, then it goes on to say, let him call for the elders of the church, meaning the mature, right? Then look at the instruction given and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil. Now, oil in this case, uh, it's very in Jewish culture, was used in a very therapeutic manner, right? So the oil they are being used is olive oil, right? Now it says, Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Meaning even whatever, if anyone, maybe let's say is taking anything, therapeutic, maybe any medicine or any of those things, even those, dedicate them. Okay? Next verse. And it says, and the prayer of faith, no, let's see if we're reading the right thing. Maybe correct me if I read it wrongly. And because of God's mercies, Okay, And because God feels like that day, and if it is God's will for that day, that shows you something. In that scripture, God's will has already been set, and in that moment it's got nothing to do with trying to convince God. The prayer in itself is so potent. <laughs> the prayer in itself, is so potent. It's so loaded with faith. That's why when you're ministering to someone who's not well, you don't go there and say, no. Father, if it's your will. That's the prayer of doubt. <laughs> and the Bible says a double-minded person will not get anything. That's, that's What do you mean, Father, if it's your will? Sometimes, you, you, sometimes people say that just so that they should have an excuse if it doesn't work. <laughs> that's not how faith works. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is risky. <laughs> I'm telling you, faith is risky. Faith, faith doesn't allow you to pray in between prayers. Faith is by this time tomorrow. I don't know if you're hearing me. <laughs> faith is our return in the time of life. Someone would say, Pastor, what if, what if it doesn't work? Already the if there. But let me just answer. You know what? I would rather a person is trying... And it doesn't seem to be working, and it's not trying at all. Because as they are doing it, there's something within them they are exercising. Sooner rather than later, there's a level they will break into. They will never break into that level by being comfortable. A child doesn't learn to walk by sitting. You stand, you fall. You stand, you fall. I don't know if you're hearing me. So even your faith, it will never grow if you don't learn to exercise it. It will never grow. I don't know if you're hearing me the people you visit are not well we just give them fruits buy the fruits buy the apples and you say before you eat this apple you see I want your taste buds to, to enjoy the delicacy of this apple so therefore <laughs> allow me to just do something here in the name of Jesus it says And notice it says, let them pray over him. That shows you that there's something you're doing to them. You're, You're praying over them. It's like speaking over them, but this time in a prayer sense, you're praying over them. And it says, the prayer of faith will save the sick. Meaning if the prayer of faith had not been made, the person dies. That shows you that we've got an opportunity to participate in the divine nature. That prayer of faith goes beyond just saving the sick person. Even if the person had sinned, they are forgiven. So we pray to participate in the divine nature. I will say it like this. Hear me and hear me well. Not everything that happens on earth is God's will. That is why when he was teaching us to pray, he told us to pray, let your will be done there would have been no need if everything was God's will. And that's why there are some things we don't like. And it seems today I am attacking sickness a lot, right? That, uh, and that's why if, if a person is going to come tell you that, uh, no, this sickness you have is God's will, tell them the next time they feel anything, let them not go to the hospital. Let them just sit and enjoy God's will. <laughs> let them enjoy it to the fullest. Praise God. So it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And the very next verse tells us something. It says the effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's verse 16. The next thing that I'll say, prayer is an opportunity for your joy to be complete. Jesus was looking forward to us being able to pray like him. I'll say that again. One of the things Jesus was really looking forward to was us having the opportunity to be able to pray like he does. John 16 verse 23. The Bible says, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. In short, one of the promises was, in that day, you'll be able to pray. Verse 24, he says something interesting. He says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Turn to your neighbor and say, pray that your joy may be complete. That shows you that your joy is not complete until you experience answered prayer. Lord, may they experience answered prayer. They've experienced joy in hard times. They've experienced joy in times of endurance. But now I'm asking, oh God, let them experience the joy of answered prayer. The joy of holding it in their hands. The joy of lifting it up in their hands. The joy of seeing it with their eyes. The joy of experiencing it for themselves. In the name of Jesus. The final thing I want to tell you is this. Prayer prayer reminds me of education in a sense. In the sense that prayer is cumulative. It adds up. It adds up. For those of you who follow my WhatsApp channel, as well as my, <laughs> my Facebook, you know that today I was, I was at my primary school, right? Yeah. And, you know, it was so nostalgic for me. And then I was trying to realize when I left the school. I left the school because uh, I finished primary school at the age of 10. So I left the school in the year 2005, that's, um, is it 17 years ago? Yeah, that's 17 years ago. Now, interestingly, everything that I've done afterwards has not taken away from what I did before. It has added up, it has added up, and if today, I want to apply to learn somewhere, they don't require me to write a grade seven exam again. They don't require me to write a grade 12 exam again. As a matter of fact, I can apply for a doctorate and if I'm to apply for anything else, let's say I wanted to do a degree in something, there are quite a number of exemptions I can get because the education has added up and added up and added up those prayers you've been praying there's something they're building to there's something they've been building to and when you understand that you realize that you must always add on and add on and add on Acts chapter 10 verse 4 when you start from verse 3 an angel appears to Cornelius and you can give me the NLT And an angel of God coming to him said, Cornelius, verse 4, verse 4. And it's interesting that it seems Peter had the vision at a similar time, maybe another day, right? And Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. There was a volume of them that came up. It says your prayers. They didn't even say the specific prayer. It doesn't say the day he prayed. Meaning there was something cumulative about his prayers. It reached a point where now, okay, look, now we have to notice. This is the first gender we have to use. Because it, it kept piling up and piling up and piling up. Okay? And when you consider the basic rain cycle, You'll notice that there's something that comes from the ground. It goes up as water vapor, right? And then there's a point where it powers up. It powers up. It powers up. Before we know it, clouds. Yes, then there's a place where those clouds now start getting angry. <laughs> and there's a spiritual principle. The Bible says when the clouds are full, what happens? They have no choice but to empty themselves. I don't know about you, but I want, I, I want, to, go, I, I want to go deep to the depth of the deep, 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 deep. There are some clouds I want to form. I don't know if you are hearing me. That's why in these 14 days, I'm going to take my time. I'll read through the manuals. I'll follow all the instructions. I want to take my time. I want to set aside time every day and just build it up and just build it up, and build it up. And I, I, I don't want showers. I want a hurricane. I don't know if you're hearing me. Is there somebody who's ready to pray? Is there somebody who's excited about praying? And I will end with one verse. In Job 22, verse 26 to 28 it says for them you will have your delight in the almighty and lift up your face to God and what will happen you will make your prayer to him he will hear you and you will pay your vows and what's the result of this you will also declare a thing and it shall be established for you so light will shine on your ways there, there is a place where it's not just the clouds full they are also full <laughs> your prayers have piled up so much that even when you decide to decree and declare it's like sharpening a knife when a knife is sharp you just cut Many people want to decree and declare always, but they've not learned that it's your prayer life that is the life support. That's the source of your declaring life because we're a royal priesthood. Our priesthood is the source of our... It's where we we have our life and then we function as kings. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Praise God. I want us to do one thing for today. Thank you, Jesus. Give me the King James. So will not we go back from thee. Quicken us and we'll call upon thy name. Quicken us. Quicken us. Quicken us. Whether standing, sitting, kneeling, or anything, for the next few minutes, make that your prayer that he quickens you, he quickens you, that he increases the grace for prayer. The Bible tells us about the spirit of supplication and grace. Some of us have been shaky in our prayer lives. It's time to be quickened, quickened. Ask him for the spirit of supplication Let him give you burdens. Let him give you burdens. Mm-hmm. I request that we take this a bit more seriously. Let him give you burdens. Quicken us, oh God, as a ministry. Quicken me as a person. Quicken us for you,
2: Abaixaia, abraçou Cuba. Oh God, we thank you for this moment that you have given to us as the city of the Lord to pray in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that can a man, can a child ask his father for bread and be given a stone? Can a child ask for fish and be given a snake? You've said how much more after you ask will your father give you the Holy Spirit to those that ask and we know that the spirit of prayer and supplication is the dimension of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus we ask of God for the manifestation of that side of the Holy Spirit as the spirit of prayer and supplication, the spirit that causes us to pray. The Spirit that causes us to cry out. According to the psalmist, the Bible says, quicken us, O God, and we will call upon you. Without your quickening, O God, the city of the Lord will be silent. Without your quickening, O God, we can't call upon you. But we ask for a quickening. For those who are here, for those who are at home, for every person in every branch. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that it is the breath of the Almighty God. The Bible says that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives inside of us, you are able to quicken our mortal bodies. The spirit that quickens lives inside of us. The spirit that quickens lives inside of us. We acknowledge your Holy Spirit as the quickening spirit. In the name of Jesus. We acknowledge you as the spirit that quickens us. As the Holy Spirit of God that has been sent on our lives. In the name of Jesus. We accept and we acknowledge this anointing to pray. In the name of Jesus. We have an anointing to labor. In the name of Jesus, we have an anointing. We have an anointing to pray. Thank you for your quickening, oh God. Thank you for quickening us. In the name of Jesus, we receive the quickening. We receive the empowerment. In the name of Jesus, we receive the empowerment. The Bible says that we will be endowed with power. Once we are filled with the Spirit of God, we acknowledge that power that we have received to pray. Prayer in the name that of Jesus hearts, I am a son of
1: thank you, you God. Jesus <laughs> everyone just be quiet everyone be quiet for a moment everyone be quiet for a moment Isaiah 41 Isaiah 41 and verse 18. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. No more dryness. No more dryness. Out of your belly flow rivers. Father, we ask, take us up to that mountain of transfiguration where we see you more clearly, where we see you more gloriously, and as we behold your gloriousness, we are transformed. Take us up to that mountain. Let us be those three disciples that you carry with you to that mountain. okay there is administration some of the manifestations might be weird there's administration of angels right now it's similar to when elijah was given heavenly cake there's administration of angels all over i'm seeing them five six seven eight There's administration of angels Receive your portion. Receive your portion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of
2: Jesus. What Kela Brason Bele Pasaki basa rekete ke tekekele entoskopa reke bason shakila basya reke the ason tokova eka kotova sekele amroskotova dilabahai Korama Soko preskeja elebrason Brason Tokova Idoko Sokoto ojaka Araba Boson Toko Bashaya Libra aso okaya basaya regedege Libra Ason ko ojege diya kaya. We release these rivers of life in the name of Jesus. Kela masonto ko basaya. We are like trees that are planted by the rivers. In the name of Jesus, our leaves can never be dry in the name of jesus we pray as those that have been quickened by the spirit in the name of jesus we hunger like those who have been refreshed by the spirit of god
1: Moses stood on the mountain waiting for you to pass by. You put your hand over his face so in your presence he wouldn't die. And all of Israel saw the glory and it shines down through the age. Now you've called us to boldly seek your face. David knew there was something more than the ark of your presence yeah, and in a
0: Oh wow, what a service I have been so blessed and I know you have been too May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you you can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.